0: back to this third episode on our dantoscomedy.com purgatory series. So we're going to talk today about the third chapter. And as so usual, we are following the Mark Musa version. And then we're going to say more about the symbolism and the interpretation in a wider context. So the, the literal part, just to take that first, is that this is where they are moving from the beach after Cato is kind of pushing them. And until they reach the mountain in itself, and they meet the first band of souls. So they cross over a little plain, a bit of the landscape, and then they, they reach the mountain. They don't know where to, to start. And then there's a band of souls moving very slowly. And these are uh, the excommunicated and they're also are the late penitents. So they were the ones who, who repented very late in life, but they were also excommunicated. So therefore they have to stay for 30 times as long as they lived in the purgatory. And then you also have the one conversation with uh, King Manfred. And they're also directed to walk towards the right, because they're confused about the direction. So this is the opposite of Inferno, where they go to the left all the time. And in the purgatory, they now move to the right. So, we're going to re- read a couple of small excerpts. There's one thing to, to notice in this chapter overall, which is, it's a, in some sense, it's a light canto, it's a light, light chapter. Uh, But there are deep things here about Virgil and reason and rationality and his role in this and also his limitations. And also in general, this ties into both humility as a main virtue for the whole mountain and also pride, especially intellectual pride, which is Dante's, often his main concern is, is this vice in part because he says that's his own biggest challenge. He almost falls into this, the eighth valley in the eighth circle of inferno, where you have the, the fraud of the intellectual pride. And he's, <laughs> he's almost falling into, the, into this little valley again and again. So he keeps uh, discussing and, and describing the nature of this. So we have, and it's also because he's, he wants to say both that reason is crucial, it's fundamental, it is absolutely necessary for the climb and the ascent, but it also has its limitations and it also has its the danger of becoming, uh, that reason tries to become self-sufficient and then you get the intellectual superbia or pride. So he says in the beginning here in the opening that uh, they were rushing across the plain and toward the hill where reason spurs the probing of the soul. So it underlines that we are now dependent on reason to learn about the virtues and the vices and to do the whole change and the atonement and the work to to reconsider deeply and to kind of develop a new way of looking at life and also the life of the mind and also your soul. And the pilgrim then continues, But I drew closer to my faithful friend, and where could I have run without his help? Who else but he could take me up the mount?" So symbolically, this means that if you want to try to understand these things deeply, you have to depend on your reason, not your intuition at this point. It's the reason that will help you do this metaphorical climb of the knowledge. And then you have this this place where Dante is playing with with uh, thinking in itself, because he it then says in from verse 12, my mind confined till then to what took place broke free, and now was eager to explore. I raised my eyes to marvel at the mount that grew out of the sea toward heaven's height. So this is a way of describing the whole. Some some ways he's outlining the whole book, but he also kind of breaks the frame within in so far, kind of having left Inferno behind, being at the beach, understanding some of the major themes, and now he says that his mind has been confined to kind of the events, but then he's stepping back and he's looking up the mountain. So he's doing this in a sense sense for us, so we can also now kind of step back and get a full overview of this giant, enormous climb that we're about to embark upon. And then there's two short little things from from the book when he says in line 34 he's describing them or making us uh, he's reminding us about the limitations of reason when he says madness it is to hope that human minds can ever understand the infinite that comprehends three persons in one being so he's now uh, bringing in very very lightly a very kind of uh, Carefully, the the topic about the biblical stories, the Trinity, but also then saying use he's using the word uh, madness. So, and the Italian version is also kind of almost even stronger. So, this is uh, a theme that's becoming more and more clear as we now keep moving in the book and in the trilogy that Virgil and reason are being kind of exposed in a sense for its limitations. It's also kind of interesting to just notice that Virgil knows Inferno. He's been through the whole of Inferno before and he, that's where he's, he's he's living in limbo, but he hasn't been to purgatory. So it's a it's a s- symbolic way of saying that this part is is uh, guided by reason, but it's also a realm where reason is only partially kind of familiar with, which will become more clear as we move along. And then the last part on this same little topic, which is about the the whole reason theme is that he says on line 55, while he was standing there, meaning Virgil, his head bent low, searching his mind to find some helpful way. And I was looking up at all that rock Along the cliffside to my left, a crowd of souls was coming toward us, moving slow, so slowly that they did not seem to move. So kind of a, a vision of this this group that is, it looks like they're moving, on the way, kind of the, the visual, but it doesn't seem like they're actually moving. There's a motion towards them, but the first part is the important one. With in in this in this context about Virgil has his head bent low and he's searching his mind. So this is. Alluding to how reason sometimes just goes in circles, based upon what it, what it already knows, but it can't kind of leap outside of it, which is what he is doing, the the pilgrim, by just looking at the rock and lifting his eyes and just taking in the unknown in a sense, and that's what brings them a step forward. So this is is, is deeply important for the kind of the philosophical foundations and kind of how, how the mind works and the, the balance between between the rationality and more the exploring, intuitive, open way of, of apprehending the world around you. So uh, we spent a lot of time now on on just the recent part, but that is kind of the main deep symbolism in this because it is, apart from that, it's just a nice little walk from the beach to the mountain and then they have this conversation. And then you get some of the... The theology about that the, this group of souls they have to wait thirty times the 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 time they took them to repent at like on the final end of their lives, but it could be sped up by prayers down on Earth. So it ends on that as well. That that if people on Earth pray for them, that it will kind of speed up the process a little bit. So that's all we're gonna say for this one. It's a it's a transitional chapter is a short one. It's also kind of a, it's part of the, of the prologue in a sense, the first two chapters of the prologue, but the third one is also a part of just setting the scene and then there will be a, a kind of a little movement in the fourth one. So um, with that, we're going to stop. This is about nine minutes. So uh, hope some of this was interesting and um, enjoyable and also some food for thought. And as always, you can always send us an email at hello at dantascomedy.com if you have any thoughts or ideas or questions. We will read everything and we'll try to also respond to everything. And um, then just as always, thank you so much for listening and I hope you're having a great day and see you again next time.